This is your Niagara Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Patrick Burke and Sean DeLott, two top-tier realtors who happen to be from two different brokerages, from two different real estate teams, both focused on one thing, the Niagara real estate market. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Patrick Burke here with the B-Team at McGar Realty here in Niagara. And right across the table for me is... Sean DeLott with the Davids and DeLott real estate team with Remax Niagara. It's been a while. It has been. Um, first off, welcome back. Thank you. That's part of the reason it's been a while is we've, we've taken alternating vacations. Yes. And, and as realtors, These we are... These setup things are wacky. Eh? Like we're... Yeah. I'm, I'm only seeing you through one eye because of the mic stands covering up. Oh, I know. I got wires in my face and everything, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Um, but us as realtors, we are allowed vacations, uh, much needed vacations. And you took a nice one with your wife. So mm-hmm. fantastic. Welcome back. And hence, we had a little bit of a reprieve from our podcast, but we're in full effect. Yeah. Couple quick shots coming out. And then. Quick ne- shot. Then next week we have uh, some wonderful guests we will be working with as well. So yeah, I'm excited for both of those. Uh, we won't tell you who they are. No, yet. no, we want to build the suspense. Secrets. But yeah, so those are getting recorded next week and they'll be out uh, as we get into July. So that's that's exciting stuff. Perfect. So this is one of our quick shots, and my good buddy Statric has a wonderful topic for us to discuss. First, I'm remembering to turn my phone off. Remember, I think the last three. I've had a ping in the background, so. Oh, I did. To be honest, didn't even notice. No, no, no. No, well, you gave me crap last time. So, so the whole point of this quick shot thing is something that's quick, something that has some meaning, some quick sort of single takeaway, um, rather than a big, long, protracted conversation about something where we get into all sides of it. So I've thought, you know, when you get, you know, when you, that whole scenario where you get a new car and then suddenly you see that car everywhere. Yes. You heard that concept, right? No, I've it's it's hands down the way it goes. And and I'm specific yeah. that I'm like when I get a new car, I look around for a good year to see, okay, that car I don't see very much. I'm gonna get it because I want the car that no one else really has. Yeah. And sure enough, then you get it. Yeah. And everyone else is getting it too. That's why I got a nineteen ninety eight Ford Taurus. There you go. Ain't nobody driving that. No. Um so the same applies to concepts, I think. And when you when you have a concept or an idea um, in your head, all of a sudden you'll start to see things that affirm it or challenge it in life, right? Mm-hmm. So the one, so I, I've, I've been debating about how to do this, but the, here, here's the here's the premise: What kind of restaurant do you want to own, Sean? You're looking at me like, what are you talking about? Of course you are, because that makes no sense. We're here to talk about real estate, right? So, what kind of restaurant do you want to own? So this goes into the and not not whether you want to own a, a Mexican restaurant or a barbecue or whatever. I mean philosophically. So do you want to own a restaurant that is is going to be a place that people want to come back to next week? They get to know their server. They they love Thursdays because they have that guitar player come in. They love the view. They love the food. They love the the atmosphere. The whole way the place makes them feel right. That's a relational based business that's a restaurant that is connecting with people people are going to have special occasions there they're going to go there you know that whole share of wallet concept like a like a retailer might say it like if somebody's going to spend a thousand dollars a year in clothes 
how what percentage of that thousand dollars does that retail operation have? Do I have twelve percent share of your wallet if your spend annually is X, right? So the same goes with the restaurant. And you know there are some people that want to go all different places all the time, but there are others once they once they get that connection and that comfort level with a particular place, they're gonna go there a lot, right? So that's relational. Then there's the transactional one. And you think of a restaurant in like a tourist destination where they know they have constant churn. It doesn't matter what they do. Like the Boston pizza yeah, in uh, Clifton Hill. Yeah, a special next Thursday doesn't matter because your customer isn't here next Thursday. They're here today and tomorrow and they're gone. And so that is a whole different approach, right? Because because you're not as concerned about them having their anniversary dinner here next May because they're going to be back in Arizona or wherever it is. And so that's very different. That That's where you're looking at numbers, you're squeezing your margins, you're trying to fit more seats in the place. We don't need musicians. Put on a put on a, a Spotify playlist. Thank you very much. Um, we're gonna get we're gonna get wine or we're gonna get liquor or we're gonna get whatever. But maybe it's not the fancier stuff because again, margins and everything else, right? That's trans- transactional. That's churn. That's mm-hmm. how many people we're gonna get in the door. Hey, those people have been at that table for 17 minutes. You know our target's 15. Get them out of here, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I once I started look I started thinking about that, and then all of a sudden the whole once you buy a car, you see a car elsewhere thing kicked in. So then Simon Sinek, we've talked about that, finding your why, you know, that yep. whole concept, right? Absolutely. So he wrote a book, The Infinite Game, and whether you play an infinite game or a finite game. And he used it as an example, <clears throat> the Vietnam War. And the, the, uh, the, 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 the Vietnam um, approach was more, in, was more infinite, whereas they, they were prepared to, to do things and operate in a way because they were literally fighting for their what they feel was their their culture, their country, their autonomy, their et cetera, et cetera. And the Americans were the normal approach is a war starts, a war ends. What do we have to do, right? So translate that a gruesome analogy, but translate that to the restaurant thing, the infinite versus finite. The finite one is more of the the tourist restaurant because it's like, look, we got to get these guys in, get them out, get the next one in, out, boom, bang, boom. Versus the infinite game is you run a restaurant and you care about, hey, there's Nancy and, and Doug coming in. Let's get them their favorite table, right? Yep. So what the hell is PB talking about right now? Is that what you're thinking? No. Uh, straight up, guys. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening, I'm thinking the same thing. Where is this yeah. guy going? So let's take this to the world of real estate. Oh, now I'm excited. Right? So let's let's take the infinite game to the finite game in real estate. Let's take the transactional to the relational in 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 our in industry. So, I don't know your numbers as far as when you get a listing, what you're prepared to do or what you what you want to do with a listing. But I know we spend more than we often should on a listing because we see a house and we think the 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 way we're going to get the most money for that place is we have to do A B C D and E. And we know sometimes we do things where if if, if somebody counting dollars and cents will look and say, you know what, your your income expense on those seven listings was out of whack. But if you do it with the with the relational, the infinite game thing, we're okay with that because we know that in seven years their daughter is gonna call us or next summer they're gonna tell their their coworker about us and the, that infinite game thing versus and we've talked about it tons, the finite game of photography. Why in 2023, 
I saw a listing the other day for a million something with really mediocre phone photos used. It, now you tell me, is that is that a a pizza joint on Clifton Hill, or is that a a, a ristorante over here on 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 Lundy's or on, on Carlton or wherever it is? That wants people to come back forever, right? Yeah, that's definitely the Boston Pizza on Clifton Hill. Right. They're just there to turn it out and, and churn. Just hey, let me get a commission. And so now I definitely understand where you're going with all of this. Yeah, and I'm with you. I am very top heavy in my expenses, and, and I hate to say it, like now with social media, print advertising, the, the Toronto Real Estate Board, Niagara Real Estate Board all the different marketing that we have to do staging staging oh getting crushed on staging this year staging our our staging outlay is is in like enormous compared to what it was even two years ago but because now we've started to see hey look if we serve that particular dinner yeah we don't make as much on it but this place is jam-packed and everybody's going nuts about it and we're seeing them come back right and so so for us it's like yeah we just spent four grand or whatever it is out of pocket on something that hasn't sold, which is insane, right? But our approach is we want to make it. There's a um, Gary V said years ago, inconceivable for them to even think about using somebody else in the future because we knocked it out of the park so far. Absolutely, and to be honest with you, uh, it's not insane spending that kind of money. I don't think so. The, no, because at the end of the day, that is our job, and mm. that is the way it's going. And mm. and I have noticed this with sellers. And a lot of sellers who are, were listed with other agents or listed with other agents who kind of reach out, who are a little unhappy, and I can see why they are. For example, yes, one had pictures taken of their property with a phone. Mm. And they said, what's wrong? And I said, well, first off, like, get a professional photographer. Oh, he says his photographer doesn't, he, he, he doesn't have photographer because he left the business. I'm like, well, there's like, 50 of them out there just yeah. find another one there's no excuse to like i heard that like oh they were out of town or whatever it's like no that that's that's so outrageous. to answer your question i am 100 percent an infinite realtor it's big picture everything infinite game I, infinite yeah. game everything i do is for future and agents complain all the time about wasting time oh, i'm wasting time i'm wasting time but guess what the more time you waste the more referrals you're actually going to get because people appreciate that. They know that you're putting a lot of extra effort into it. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That yields referrals. I've built my business off referrals. And doing more is now more important than ever, especially on the listing side because mm -hmm. the general public expect it. They know there's people out there doing the staging, the professional photography. Do they though? The, I, uh, because the amount of stuff I see out there, and, I, and all I think when I see that is, did that seller not go online and look it up and go, geez, my house doesn't look like that, the other ones. Here's the honest truth. Do, do they not? S no, some of them are using friends and they feel obligated. And they feel awkward calling and, out and their friend. And they feel obligated. Yeah. I called out the guy on the photos the one time. And he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm like, you see that? He's like, I know. He knew his house could have been portrayed a heck of a lot better, but because he felt obligated to that person, he's just taking it on the chin, which is crazy to me. Um, yeah. But it is what it is. So so I do see what you, where you're saying you're going at. And, and you and I can both agree. There is a lot of transactional realtors mm -hmm. out there. It's just like, let me get my sign on the lawn. 
Just like there's a lot of transactional restaurants yep. and fill in the blank here for other businesses. Yep. But that's where like, I, I think it'd be interesting if you're a listener, think about what kind of restaurant, going back to the title of this, what kind of restaurant do you want to run? Do you want to run a place where you're going to see smiling faces come in that are familiar to you or somebody who's coming in, they're sweaty, they're hungry. I'll just have this. Yeah, let me have this. They leave a 9% tip and they're out the door, right? And and there's, I see a disproportionate or I don't, I, I think I see people trying to straddle both lines. They, they want to charge for the nicer restaurant stuff, but they're still putting out the, 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 the more churn and burn well, kind of products. I'm going to put it this way. Not to, not to no, no, crap no. on people, but, but I'm going to put it this way. Um, I like to feel good when I work. Yeah. Okay. Being proud of what you just did. I, I, I like to feel good when I work yeah. and by just putting a sign on the lawn and doing crappy photos with my phone and zero social posts or anything doesn't make me feel good. Mm. When the seller calls me pissed off, well, what can I really say? Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm not doing my job. Right. I like to go above and beyond. I've always done that my my whole life in my career, uh, above and beyond, phones on, midnight, talk you off the ledge, like honestly. And, and let's just face the facts, the past year and a half, I think we've been more house therapists than anything. But yeah. being able to provide that to your clients, they appreciate it so much. You know, yeah. and and it's that feel good feeling when I do a great job for my client that makes me feel satisfied. It's not necessarily even, first of all, it is my job and I want to provide the best, but I do it kind of selfishly for myself because I I feel good you're knowing proud, I did, what you did. Yes, yeah. knowing I did my best and guess what? The high fives and handshakes when it's all done and don't get me wrong, there's ups and downs. There could be a little tum tumultuous point but if you stick through, you keep in touch, open co communication, like I call my sellers every Monday. No matter what, every Monday I call them and I'm gonna tell you why. Because sometimes you take on a listing and the price might be a little high and then you know, showing slow down and what happens as a realtor? It's like, oh, don't call them that week. Don't call them. Next thing it's 30 days and you really haven't called your seller and the seller hasn't really reached out to you. You're done. Well, not only that, it makes the most awkward conversation yeah. ever, right? Yeah. So I've learned no matter what, what sellers, whether you have news or no news, they just want to hear from you and know you're there for them still, right? Right. When they don't hear from you for 30 days, they're like, what's this guy done? He's just taken off and he's doing everything else except selling my house. Yeah. Whereas if you call them every Monday, guess what? Guys, here's how the open house went. Or do you want an open house this coming weekend? Hey, we had some showings. Here's the feedback. You just stay in touch. Hey, guys, I know we didn't have a showing last week, but I am, I'm doing a boost out, social post boost out to wherever, different things yeah, like that. Something. Just to, yeah. just to say, hey, guys, I'm here and, you know, I'm still working with you and stuff like that. And, and I know they really appreciate that. And the truth of the matter is, it, it also, I do it selfishly in a sense too, because... It makes me feel good for the rest of the week that I'm not going to have someone going like, well, what's going on, Sean? Yeah. I've done it. We've set the you tone. You know, in your heart, you've, you've done the yeah, best you can. We've set the tone for the yeah. week and I can go, okay, we're taking care yeah. of you guys. Know what's going on. And, and, you know, not to say we don't touch base throughout, but the major tone's been done and it makes the rest of the week very, very comfortable. It's so, not, you know, I'm not, I'm not hiding from my phone. You, you've mentioned a few times the therapy concept and the counselor concept. 
And and so this is the last thing I would say on this quick shot sound effect. Yeah. Um, is is when you are relational based, there's way more mental and emotional collateral spent, right? So think about going back to the restaurant thing. Somebody had a terrible meal and they're really upset and they want to speak to the manager. Do you walk up there and say, oh, we're really sorry. Yeah, okay, take care. Have a good bus trip. I'm never going to see you again. I don't care. But if you're running a place that's relational based, you do care. You're going to go up and you're going to say, guys, I'm so sorry. Uh, here, have this. Your next dinner here is on us or whatever we can do to make it. Or somebody shows up and their reservation didn't get done and there's not a table for them. How are you going to manage that? If you're transactionally say, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. Perhaps you want to try somewhere else versus give me 20 minutes. We're going to make this up to you, right? So so with, with our business, that emotional collateral or, or capital that we spend, there's going to be times when you get burned or where somebody decides to list with somebody else or something doesn't work. And when you're emotionally invested in the outcome of what you're doing, there's going to be collateral damage and you have to, and this is actually something I want to talk about another time because then this goes into a whole other conversation is how to healthily manage that turmoil, right? Yep. That isn't going to booze or going to whatever or just, or raging out on it, right? Nope. How to healthily deal with the reality of what it means when you invest emotionally into your business, you're going to get hurt. So how do you healthily deal with that and manage that? We're going to do that in another quick shot down the road. Yep. But uh, yeah, this was the main thing I want to talk about was what kind of restaurant do you want to run? And think about the restaurants you go to, the ones that you like, the ones that you're iffy on, the ones you don't like. What are they doing? You know, what are they doing right? What are they missing? And what makes you want to go back there? And then relate it to your own business. Whether you're a realtor or a clothes designer or a landscape, whatever, whatever it is that you do, think about how that relates to your biz. And, and I don't know, so when I re- I'm reading this Infinite Game, and then I saw it in a few other spaces too, I thought, it's all the same thing. And it's, it's what's your vision of what you're doing? And, and are, you, are you able to zoom out and look big picture? Or are you just so focused in this minute right now that, that everything else just blurs out in the background until it, you know, playing whack-a-mole kind of thing? Yep. So yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, that's my take. Cool. And yeah, I, I hear you. There's transactional out there, and then there's infinite and... Personally, I would love an infinite realtor or uh, infinite restaurant manager who sees the big picture and is all about client service and satisfaction first. So I appreciate that and and I I see where you're going, especially in the real estate industry because there is, you can see it very clearly. Yeah. You can see whose properties are being really well represented and it's like clapping like, oh man, that's beautiful. You did a great job. And then, yeah, you look at others and going, oop. And you, and now at this, at this time, at this year, they know it's not like, it's not like it was 10 years ago when it was still like, there was all this evolution happening under like right away. Now the, the, the jury's out, you know, things should be displayed nice. They should be presented nice. There should be proper photography, all this other stuff. Absolutely. No, people and, want more. That's the right. bottom line. I'm starting to really notice from the people I'm sitting with that they want more. They and, want and stuff. And they should get it. And 100%. Yeah. 100%. So Dude, appreciate that. Quick shot. Thanks for joining us. We love having you here. Stay tuned. We have, like I said, we've got a bunch of really genuinely uh, exciting episodes coming up as we get into July. So stay tuned. Subscribe wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Later. This has been your Niagara Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you heard, 
please make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you found us on. Have a friend looking for help? Remember, sharing is caring. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.